Jackson Cloud, an online church. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And today we just figured current events are probably something that needs to be covered. Because we know a lot of times the church, uh, um, when a lot of stuff's going on in the world, sometimes the church will just be quiet because they don't want to like create a lot of drama or problems or whatever. And then the church just kind of looks like it. It's missing out on reality. So let's just say it how it is. It's been a weird week on when? It's been a weird year, but. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you say today is December 37th or something? Uh, yeah. Today is December 38th of 2020. 2020 hasn't ended yet. Uh, 2021. And if, oh. W-O-N. Ouch, yeah. And if it, uh, if 2020 has in fact continued, then well, 2021 is not looking so much better so far. It's the sequel. The sequel. 2020, the sequel. So we're going to talk about a bunch of Bible stuff today to try to clarify some of the themes going on and how Christians should be understanding their worldview when it comes to nation, presidents, politics, and so on. But before we get there, uh, you know, you might be watching us down the road and wonder what's inspiring it on Wednesday. Um, I just remember I was driving home from grabbing lunch. I was in the car, flipping through stations, didn't realize Trump was speaking at the time, turned it on and like within the 30 seconds I heard him talking, it was just some of the most like explosive rile people up, insulting other political candidates who happened to be like in the room. <laughs> or out at the site and everyone cheering and booing and laughing and whatnot. And I was just like, oh, today's the day, isn't it? Where, what, help me. It's it's when they like solidify the voting that happened. Is that right? Certify. Certify, because we already know the results from November. Right, the but. results in November happened. Then mm -hmm. the electoral college got together in December and cast their votes. And then Tuesday, was the day that they count those votes and certify them. Okay, okay. Well, Wednesday. Wednesday, right. Wednesday. What's today? What's happening? So, <laughs> so we... Because it was the 6th. Yeah, so he okay. gave a speech riling people up, even instructing them to go on this march of sorts. And then the rest of the day pretty much just explode. I haven't seen Facebook explode like that in a while. Like, it has been, it has <laughs> with, been a while. Within five minutes, like I'm just browsing through people's videos of children and then just suddenly changing right before my eyes. What is happening? <laughs> like getting all these texts from people. So I'm like, what's going on now? And yeah, so the Capitol is marched on. Um, and there's just a whole slew of questions that instantly exploded, you know? For example, uh, we've been talking about racism for a long time. One of our first episodes on the Jackson Cloud was about racism. Uh, I remember in Michigan, there was a white militia that showed up to protest wearing masks and shutting down Michigan, right? And they are in the Capitol building with guns, screaming in the face of police officers. And one of my uh, pastoral friends who's black, he's like, you realize if like a black militia had shown up and done the same thing, you wouldn't have even like made it up the steps to the Capitol. And I'm like, you know, that's a good point. That's a good, like, mental exercise. Like, it probably would have gone very differently. And we have now watched a whole year where National Guard has shown up and there's been rubber bullets and peaceful protests have been, you know, treated 
badly just to get them out of the way. And this was not a peaceful protest. This was a straight up mob riot. And National Guard's not even brought in. They get into the Capitol (laughs) with guns. People have died, you know, and like treated completely different uh, as white Trump followers is the primary group that's there. You've got this mob, it's getting violent, it's getting crazy. And amidst all of that, you turn on TV and you see Jesus banners and Jesus flags flown right alongside Trump banners and Trump flags flown right alongside Confederate banners and Confederate flags. It is just a mess of a weird kind of Christian nationalism that does not match the Bible at all. And, you know, if if what I'm saying, if as you're listening to this, like it sounds like, oh, all right, it's being a little intense here. The Bible is very, very intense on these things. Like, most people have learned about Revelation from Left Behind. <laughs> you know, like, two guys who write alluring Christian sci-fi, more or less, is what that was have instructed the whole world as to how they think Revelation works out. Revelation is such a crucial and important book of the Bible because it's the end. It's <laughs> Revelation is the end. It's how the story ends. You want to know how the story ends so you know what your vision is and where you're going. And it's not about a rapture and about taking over America and politics and presidents and things like that. Like nationalism is never given like a Christian theme in Revelation. There is Jesus, who is president, king, emperor of Christians in his country, heaven, with his guidelines. And then there's the kingdom of this world, which Revelation just paints as run by Satan. (laughs) Like, Like everything in this kingdom of this world, even when it's doing mildly okay, it's run by the false gods, by Satan, by people who who worship him and it's just like, it's completely corrupt. And John's like words to everyone is like, come out of that thing. Don't be a part of that. Just follow Jesus. That's not to say that we don't want to influence like the kingdoms of this world, right? I mean, Jesus' prayer is what? It will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So like, that means we want what we believe to influence our politics, our thinking, our character and all of that. But like the idea that, that like we could claim this thing that's already just corrupt from its get-go and make it ours and call it Jesus when it is in fact from revelation standards the beast like it's just it's confusing like it's even the way that he paints it right that the beast rises out of the sea and it's got certain uh, there's several beasts but they're all mirroring each other and it's trying to mirror the lamb. <laughs> like it, it's like a dragon that speaks like a lamb. It, it's like, that doesn't look, you know, if we caught an actual image of what the beast looks like, we'd be like, I see that it's trying to look like Jesus, but it's not even like, it's a horror to look at, you know, <laughs> like it's creepy. <laughs> and that's exactly what we do. The beast of, Christian nationalism rises up, tries to look like Jesus and says, follow me. And people just eat it up. When in reality, the beast is the one eating you up. It's just, it's a big deal in Revelation. It's a big deal in the whole Bible. And part of the reason it's a big deal is because it ends in 
condemnation. Everything that belongs with that beast dies. It's thrown into the lake of fire, you know? And so we, we have to learn how to draw our lines better than we do because there is the hope to impact this world on every level. But when you take it to the extent that you're worshiping the beast to try to get what you want, like, I mean, how many children's stories taught us not to do that? <laughs> the Little Mermaid. You want to you wanna find your man and have feet and walk around? All you got to do is give me your soul, you know? Like, oh yeah, that seems like a good trade. <laughs> like, it, it's not. It doesn't work well. Anyways, I've spoken for a few minutes now. <laughs> Anybody like to add on to this? I am speaking in extremes because a lot of extremes have happened. There is a little more, like, overlapping that this conversation can have, but... I feel like to some extent the extremes need to be heard because of because of Wednesday, right? And I mean, for me, it's like I still can't understand how they went from you know, hey, we're you know, we vote, we try to do that things, uh, we try to influence things, and oh, it didn't go our way, so hey, let's storm. You know, let's storm the capital and try to take it over. Like, when was that considered a good idea? Like, I still can't, I still can't figure that part out just for the fact that, like, you know, we've heard about that in, like, third world countries. We've heard about that in places where you don't get a vote. And, you know, the fact that somehow, well, for one, they thought it was a good idea. And two, they made it in is still the, the biggest surprise for me, too. Because I'm like... They're not supposed to be allowed in. Like... How in the heck were they not stopped? And how in the heck... Um, were they not arrested once they got there? I mean... Since when is... I mean, granted, it's... We're now in a social media age where... You know, you post everything online that you think of. But, like, since when was, hey, look, I'm going to throw a coup and then post pictures on it online for for prosper or posterity. Like, yeah, I, I just don't understand the thought process. Like, none of that makes sense to me. I think part of the irony, too, is we have gone to other nations to make them adhere to the democratic process, you know, to, hey, you don't have democracy, we're going to make you learn how to use it. And now look at what we've shown happens to democracy, like the same thing. It's just as as fragile as, as so many other things. So this is an important topic for Christians, and part of the reason it's so important is because of how messed up we have gotten it throughout time and how messed up we've preached it, too. Uh, I get it. We want to impact all levels of society because we are Christians. But our world is not Christian. They don't have the Holy... Unless you're a Christian, you don't have the Holy Spirit. And if you want to live like a Christian, guess what you need? The Holy Spirit. What? I can't just fake it till I make it? Well, the simple qualities of what makes a Christian a Christian. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those come because we have the fruit of the Holy Spirit inside of us. 
caring about. So you're saying the people yesterday didn't have self-control? I Or patience? Or, or kindness? Or they or certainly peace. have not grown in it, to say the least. But, like, if you're not a Christian, and plenty of people in our country are not, you're not going to adhere to the same standards. You're not going to adhere to the same characteristics. You're not even going to be interested in a lot of that. Because... Jesus is not your king, someone else's. Whereas if you are a Christian, Jesus is the one in charge. He's the one who presses all the buttons. He's the one who gets to make the calls. And if you decide- But what if I want the remote and I want to watch my TV show? Then you're not following Jesus. <laughs> like I get it. We all get there eventually where we're like, oh Jesus, I really don't want to do that. Like everybody has struggled with that. I want to watch Adventure Time, okay? But in the end, if you're not gonna follow- Just kidding, I don't watch Adventure Time. <laughs> I do, she does. Now you're insulting us. What? <laughs> uh, in the end, if you're not gonna follow Jesus, you're choosing to follow something else. As far as Revelation paints that picture from a political perspective, there are like two worlds that are fighting with one another. John is telling all these Christians, look, you need to stay faithful to Jesus no matter what happens. And he's telling these Christians, You're, some of you are not going to make it. You're going to get killed. But you got to keep following Jesus, no matter what. No matter what. Like, ultimatum, follow Jesus, even if they kill you. And then the one that rises up, that's this beast, that's this problem against Christians. It's Satan. It's the world. It's the way the world works. It's the way that... Uh, Satan takes control over politics and creates this power and domination system that continues to always overrun itself. Like, John called it Babylon, right? You know Babylon wasn't even around? Babylon was done. It was dominated and taken over by Rome. So was he talking about Babylon? No, he's talking about Rome. He's just calling it Babylon because that's the cycle. Babylon once dominated until it too just collapsed and then Rome dominated until it too collapsed and here we are 2,000 years later how many times has that happened where something dominated and then it collapsed Britain dominated and it hasn't like collapsed collapsed but like America's born out of that and now we've dominated and eventually it all just collapses under its own weight because its worship was never on the right thing its worship was on power wealth authority John goes so control. far, control. John paints just a huge picture of the trade. Like, of all the nations, here's what Babylon's just taking in from everywhere. And you're like, John, why are you even talking about this? Why do you care about this? John ends and makes his point. All of that was born on the backs of slaves. And his point is like, Satan's just abusive to people. Government always has the ability to collapse in on itself. Government by itself is not a bad thing. It needs to be happened to create order in the midst of chaos. But eventually, it always gives its way over to Satan to completely corrupt it because power always wants more power. And Jesus already has all the power and isn't tempted by all that. So you just you follow him. And when I see flags that say Trump right next to Jesus, and I see violence committed, and I see Republicans being likened to Jesus, it just, it all 
it all collapses on itself. It misses the whole picture the Bible paints as to who we are as Christians and the whole picture that Revelation paints about who we are to follow. So, news to say, this week I think is just an explosion of all those elements. And it is crucial that we figure it out because if we would have figured it out, maybe this week wouldn't have happened. A lot of the people that I know on social media are Christians. And it's the Christians that I usually see are the ones pushing like Trump and prophetic Trump statements as far as they can go, you know? Uh, so like, I think in many regards, Christians have, have been a huge, like infusing force behind a lot of what's going on. And I think we just need to call that out and turn our eyes back to Jesus before we completely lose ourselves in that. Okay, so we talked about a few things before we wrap up. Anyone else want to add anything or did I say something that was confusing? I mean, you did equate Trump to the beast in Revelations. Did I? Yes, yeah, kind of. Kind of. Well, <laughs> okay, all right. So, <laughs> Babylon is a cycle that happens in the Bible over and over again. The beast is also a cycle that happens all throughout history. The beast was Babylon. The beast was Rome. The beast is America when it acts like the beast. Uh, because when Satan rises up and takes control over it and everyone worships him, whether they notice it or not, he does the same things that he does whenever people worship him. He runs everything into the ground. He deceives people. He gets them trapped in power and wealth and chasing after false gods and all this stuff. And so that... Uh, so the beast is an image that you could apply to any kind of nation that becomes like, in many ways, what we become. Um, so was I calling Trump the beast? After all of that, are you really going to say yes? <laughs> I will say I'm upset because every time a president rises up, it's like Obama's the beast. George W. Bush is the beast. It's all so someone is always the beast for whatever reason. No one has called Trump the beast. And that does bother me because he's acted more beasty beast like from the book of Revelation than these other presidents. Is Trump the beast? No, not in the sense of like, one day the beast will rise, the ultimate worker of lawlessness will come. No. But it, can Trump be like a figure of the beast? Literally any president or anyone in power can mimic that. That's up to them if they're gonna decide to like, allow themselves to mirror that or not. Because it's a cycle, anyone could ideally give themselves over to that. Hitler, he, he's the beast, right? Like he is a part of the cycle of what happens when Satan rises up in a, in a political or powerful leader and does what he wants. Uh, in, in Revelation's time, it was uh, Revelation's time. There's an apostrophe before anyone yells at me. I wasn't pluralizing it. Um, um, <laughs> In their time, it was Constantine, 666. You translate that into an old system that they had to turn think, numbers into Hebrew. Didn't we cover that in an episode? Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah, but like, he was literally called the beast. That was him. So like, 
he's dead, and yet the idea of the beast being lived out is still alive. It's a cycle. It happens over and over again. Does that clarify? I think so. Not calling Trump the beast wouldn't say he doesn't match the image of the cycle. <laughs> but that's up for y'all to decide. Uh, and with that, that's that. Unless there's new clarifications I now need to add. <laughs> I think we're good. Okay. We are the bride of Christ. And I feel like a lot of Christians have no longer... Okay, I feel like a lot of Christians don't know the difference between Christianity and nationalism. Okay, sorry, the word that came to mind after Christianity was nationality, and I knew that wasn't the right one. <laughs> but it matches the ending, and it starts with the right root. <laughs> anyway, between Christianity and nationalism, you can be proud of your country, but still put God first. And you need to find a way to do that. And terrorism insurrection is not it. And if you're like the average Christian I've met, including myself, you grew up being taught that nationalism is Christianity. And that, that is the beast. That is worshiping the wrong thing. The face of the beast. That, yeah, that is the cycle of the domination system that is Babylon. And that's got to stop. And so we encourage you, follow Jesus, make him your all, make his country your home, and allow that to affect the way you live on this earth. Yes, in your politics, but also in everything, including our character and, and everything else. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And though we all have cheery faces on, the world is falling apart! How's that? Is that a good okay. intro? <laughs> but anyway. People would have to watch in order for us to get comments. <laughs> Ouch, Olivia. Sorry. Go home. Is this thing on? <laughs> no, no, no stuff like it hasn't been in months. They don't know, they don't watch. <laughs> Ooh. More things I'm for the sorry. blooper reel. I'm sorry. So as a summary statement, follow Jesus. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Nobody watches this. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs>